welcome to the Big Black Clock Podcast. Let's see what Kevin, Carl, and Dimitri have for us this week. That's good. That's good. That's good. So, because we're trying to do this countdown here remotely, what was that? There was a movie or TV show. He goes, I will start my countdown from 40. He goes, no, that's way too high. <laughs> there was something that goes, 40, 39. And people are like, oh, God. More context, more details. I don't know what show. I don't it was remember, like The Office I, I, I or something like that. I know, I know what you're talking about. I don't remember. Who, you don't remember? It was. was it? I think it was Wait, like a Dwight yeah. or someone like that. It had to be, yeah, yeah. someone like Dwight. Yeah. Wait, are we guys? Are we guys recording a podcast? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think we are. I think, yeah. I, I think we are. I think we are. I think we think we are. Eh? What? So who's so leading this? this, this it's you. Who's leading this? This one is it? You, Carl? I, I, I am. Yeah, I was about to. Oh, you're a terrible do leader. Like, you're a terrible leader. Oh my god! You're Can a terrible you leader. Shut up! Impeach! <laughs> like you know what's a good trick for you, Kevin, to shut up? Suck more. So wow! Suck more. <laughs> that's offensive not not the regular amount I, that you know, are sucking today I'm not offended more. about the sucking I'm offended of the lack of confidence that you don't think I could talk while doing that <laughs> <laughs> I think you underestimate my abilities that is true just don't ask me to prove they it could be yeah. <laughs> just he can also need he can also chew at the same time and yeah, talk exactly. oh my god <laughs> everything exactly so guys last episode before Kevin leaves for like months uh but for people at home that's already done right we're like yeah he's already back actually he's already back for you at home but <laughs> by the time you hear this he'll be leaving. back yeah <laughs> and then you're off after so, that right you're off to like a, a spain uh yeah after that uh well yeah when people are gonna hear this one i'm leaving next week for spain uh, okay. ohio uh, Sp- spain ohio <laughs> yeah, yeah spain ohio. ohio spain new york <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's right right next to newark there's nothing there uh but yeah, so guys, this week um, we want to talk about new brands or at least new brands to us. So something that catch our eyes that was really interesting or we start looking into recently. Uh, we just wanted to maybe put those brands forward, uh, make them known for the wider public uh, and also uh, even try to get them on Instagram so they can follow us so we can even talk about more about them. That's the trick. If, the, if you follow us, guys, we're going to talk about you. If you don't, we're not going to talk about you. That's why we're That's not going to talk about Rolex logic, anymore. Eh? <laughs> No more Patek. If you no call more, me, uh, I'll pick up the phone. But if you don't, I'm all, I won't. I'm not going to call. <laughs> uh, so on that note, Kevin, I, I'm going to ask you not what are you going to wear, uh, what you're wearing this week, but what watch are you bringing with you in vacation? All the watches I'm taking with me, I'm taking a few. I'm going to take my isotope, uh, GMT zero degrees. It is 200 meters of water resistance. I bought Ooh. a Barton silicon uh, band for it. So I'm just going to take that into the water. No hesitation, and it's quick release. So I also have the the, the original like leather strap that <laughs> so, went with it. So you can lose it really easily in the water. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then I'm also taking my um, Oris Diver 65 on the bracelet, uh, which will be like a dressy diver. It's perfect for the beach. And then I'm also taking my Bulgari Aluminium, which is the best watch I think for that weather. It's light. It's rubber. It's aluminium. It's going to be great 100 meters of water resistance so it can do everything as well mm. very subdued yeah. as well and then so for for, for yeah. what i'm understanding a lot of beach <laughs> well a lot of beach it's a beach vacation and then i'm also going to bring uh my baltic aqua scaf on a nato the marine national nato that i have nice so that's nice. my four watches i'm going to bring there so yeah okay. that's something on vacation and today i'm wearing my panerai pam 754 on the uh, oem crocodile strap beautiful watch what, was it wasn't that that uh pa- panerai supposed to leave at some point or you were thinking about it yeah i was thinking about it i think i think i would uh, you know i it keeps coming in and out and this is a thing apparently i've been <laughs> reviewing said- a lot of i follow a lot of um of folks online panaristes a lot of them they're like yeah i'm not feeling it and what? Like and this believers. is a good suggestion for people to do. If you have a watch and you're thinking of selling it, wear it for a little while before and see if you changes your mind. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, then maybe your mind's made up. But it's one of those watches that as soon as you put back on, you're like, it changes your mind back always. You're always like, oh man, I I can't believe I was thinking. And then you just sticks around. Right? Does that's like that horrible ex girlfriend that just keeps sucking you back in? Next thing you know, she's like Whoa. setting your car on fire. <laughs> 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 Never put your dick in crazy. <laughs> <laughs> God damn. Uh, yeah. Yudima, what are you wearing uh, this week? Uh, so this week, 
I decided to wear something that I haven't really put on uh, for a long time, but this watch has a really good story. If you guys can see me on my screen, on the screen, no, we can't. I'm wearing, it's because I'm your thing my, is. Oh, there you go. I'm wearing Next. my. Oh, okay. uh, I'm wearing my Vostok Amphibia GMT bezel. It's <laughs> Rasputin. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and I, uh, the first thing I actually looked at it because it's an automatic, uh, automatic watch. First thing I looked, I'm like, oh look, the second hand is, is going, so it's it's working, man. It's that's not broken. It's amazing. <laughs> so <laughs> honestly, like it hasn't been really getting pretty much any wrist time. I don't think I've worn it at all last year. So can you post yeah. it on Instagram as a reel and then use the song Rasputin by those people? Ra, ra, Rasputin. Like that song is perfect yeah. for that watch. I mean, I can, <laughs> but, I but I won't. And when you see like, the, is there like a GMT uh, letters? Does it say GMT on the watch? Uh, no, but it has like a, it has a Coke uh, coloring, yeah. right? <laughs> Because I was like, why is there quotation mark next to the GMT? I don't understand. <laughs> it's the Russian, yeah, the Russian GMT. It doesn't mean anything. It's 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 GMT. <laughs> um, look, it's a it's a unique watch. Maybe not the best Vostok because it's my first Vostok. Well, no, sorry, Kevin. You 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 gave me a Vostok, uh, uh, like the standard Amphibia before. Uh, Scuba so, dude. But this one is it's the first one that I purchased. And uh, uh, maybe it's not the best, let's say, Vostok to start your Vostok collection with. Maybe go for like a regular Amphibia, I would say. Or I think that you have another one that I like that comes on the rubber strap. That one I like a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, so maybe that one. Maybe not the Amphibia, the GMT that I have, because this one has an integrated bracelet. And, and the bracelet is really shit. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I can't. I, no, honestly, I, I, I thought about it to call it differently, but it is, it is what it is. And I know what you're and saying, you, because I think that if you're willing to swap out the straps for something else, yeah, put it, it on a It can be a really nice. nice watch. Yeah. yeah, but this one is kind of stuck on this bracelet. And this bracelet it looks like it's made of tin foil. I'm not kidding. Like it's it's terrible. I, I was about to say it's the tin foil special. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> uh, but the watch itself is pretty cool, right? Like especially now that I have a funny story about it, uh, it's not leaving my collection. Also because I can't make money selling it, so it's that's the other reason. Right. <laughs> Might as well you just sell it. it. Yeah, you, you can't yeah. sell it. You have to pay people for them to I'll, take I'll it. But it's like that. Here's a watch at 20 bucks. Fuck up. But it's like that. <laughs> uh, it's like in The Simpsons when like Bart Simpson gets something. He goes, "What the hell am I going to do with this piece of crap?" And like a second later, he's like, "Happy birthday, Dad!" And he gives it to his dad. <laughs> it's like a coupon yeah. book. <laughs> it's like, what is this piece of crap? Happy birthday, Dad. Uh, so. Uh, for me this week, I'm wearing. I'm trying it out. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to bring it to vacation. Probably. It's my Pelagos uh, on the blue rubber straps that comes with it. But wait a minute, what do you what what are you contemplating to wear on vacation? I don't know yet. The thing is uh, that my watches are not insured yet. I know if it's still in a month, but I'm still shopping for insurance, and I'm going in like the mecca of the like pickpockets. So wait what a minute, your, uh, but house <laughs> insurance. <laughs> yeah, you have already part of that. It's covered of your renters insurance. Yeah. Covered your house your renters insurance. insurance Howard, yeah. What renters insurance? <laughs> That's why I'm oh. shopping right now. <laughs> oh my god! So uh, if, the, if the place burns down, the building is covered, but your shit inside is not. Pretty much. Oh, okay. Well. Okay, I see. Because because uh, I, I covered um, like uh, I, renters I'm, insurance. Yeah, yeah, I know. You I add know. more the, money, and I covered all my watches pretty much. I, I know, I know, I know. I live on the edge. Um, <laughs> sadly, uh, it's the it's the value new way. Eh? They'll be like, "Oh, the market is selling your Air King for this." They just give you the seven thousand sum that. Uh, you but pay. is that uh, fair well, though? Because no, the, the, uh, well, the thing is, is I, it, unless depends. it's itemized, it doesn't work that way. Well, the thing is exactly right. So for me, the, the insurance I was looking into, there's like the value of what you have in your house, mm. but there's also a, a jewelry clause that you could put watches into it. Yes, and but then it becomes itemized, and it's much more expensive. Well, is that too too bad? But like, okay, but I see, I guess you have to itemize because like my point is, well, if if they give you money for value as new, then I kind of want to be able to buy the watch. So if they yeah. don't give me enough money to purchase the watch, then it doesn't count as giving me money, right? It's not my but problem. Yeah. That's the way to look at it, yes, right? So I'll give you an idea. It's like you bought a painting, you got this much, you know how much you paid for it, but like we'll give you the money you spent on buying the painting. Not what the painting's valued at, unless you itemize it. Yeah, it's very right. specific. Okay. Yeah. like... So Trust me, I know me this. Right now, like, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so for for me right now, that like what the average I see is for every twenty thousand dollars, Canadian, it's uh, like thirty six bucks a month more. Yeah, exactly. In, in jewelry, right? Exactly. So for like four hundred bucks a year, it's twenty k of value, more or right. less. They don't give a shit what the watch is, right. and they told me like, okay, I have pictures to prove it that you have them, but we don't need the show numbers. We don't need anything. 
Like, no, no, you also have a receipt. You're, you're paying for the value. Right? Yeah, exactly. You're for They're the just value. saying if you stole all your shit, here's your valued at fifty thousand. Here's your fifty thousand dollars. Go buy whatever you want, and that's you yeah. know. So, uh, so yeah, I, I but mean, then I'm not encouraging you. insurance fraud, but you know, if you <laughs> I have if, a Patek, no, but if no, but if they stole your Rolex or your Pelagos, yeah. who yeah. says you weren't wearing your Rolex? <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, or who yeah. says that they? Oh, you didn't have all your watches on you instead of the two you had. Who's, who's goes to say? I'm not <laughs> encouraging this in any which way. Yeah, yeah. but I, I also uh, I'm not living as long as you, Kevin. So I don't think I'm going to bring a lot of watches, right? Um, so I don't know yet. I was. Or you can just bring it to one of our houses and just store, store them here. You you probably should do that. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, you just leave it with one of us, and it's yeah. And after that, you disappeared. <laughs> like, like, dude, he abandoned his whole family for my watches. What a weirdo. <laughs> he left the country. For my, like, for my Hamilton, it's available easily at any store. There, exactly. it was my, and there city are my city of Botswana saying, ah, sucker, I need in a new Botswana. identity. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm sitting in Botswana. Kinshasa. My Hamilton. <laughs> my God. <laughs> Uh, winding but, but my yeah, watches I, um, uh, I, I still don't know what I'm gonna bring and right now my plan is one watch and it's like the south of Spain so I, I'm pretty sure I'll just put my decision like a couple of days before leaving okay yeah, I think okay. you should take your Rolex with you and your tutor just bring your Rolex why not and no but by the way you're not in the pickpocketing capital it's like Barcelona I went to Barcelona and I wore my Rolex there was no issues dude right I, I, I mean they didn't do my Rolex but like uh, I went to I went to France and Russia with my speed master. I only got I stabbed care. they didn't take my watch no it doesn't work like stabbed. pickpocketers dude first of all it's like you always wear your if you have a backpack wear it on the front so that you can see it they'll never fuck with you with that that's all they're mm. not gonna fuck with you when it comes to that pickpocket it's not like they're not David Blaine out here is like oh and then they're like there you go you <laughs> lost your kidney yeah they, they <laughs> always go for low hanging fruit so yeah, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. <laughs> so they're gonna molest me <laughs> Well, you're not. You're <laughs> not a low. If you want that, is that what First you of all, want? You're not a fruit. <laughs> you're more of a potato. Uh, potato. Uh, yes, exactly. Potato. <laughs> <laughs> like like a turnip. <laughs> uh, on that note, um, so I, I'll open up. I'll zip it in. I'll zip it out. Uh, I'll start the uh, podcast subject. So a new brand, at least to me. Uh, Kevin did talked about it. Um, I don't know if it was in podcast or just in conversation around a beer. Uh, is Furlan Marie ou Furlan Marie? It depends on how you want to say it. But it's uh, one of those brands that they're straight to the customer, no nonsense, cutting the middleman. Perfect. Uh, Dima loves those. All the trick <laughs> in the book, cutting the middleman. For me, when they say that, always I go, ah, you know, it just, uh, that's marketing at some point, right? <laughs> but the, the way that that brand bring it out, it's a bit different. So their motto, maybe the way that they approach that is uh, they want to offer the, 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 a product with ex- extreme care for details. Uh, so the, the why they use direct-to-customer uh, business model is mainly so they can put, uh, not they not made more profit or have more competitive pricing, even if they're a, a good price. It's because they, they want to invest more into the finishing and add van- value to the watches. So that's their reasoning. Is that a really good marketing that I felt for? Probably. Um, but if we just look at the value that the watches are trending right, right now, it's probably right. It's probably what's going on. So, uh, Ferland Mary, uh, it started 2019. It's a really new brand. Uh, it started by Andrea Ferland and Ahmad Hal Marie. So, uh, Andrea Ferland is a Swiss, Swiss industrial designer. Uh, he worked with a lot of brands and a lot of prestigious ones too. Uh, Chopard, Hublot, Saccard, HD3 Complication. So, um, they provide a lot of uh, watch movements. He worked with Dominique Renault, uh, who is the founder of Renault and Papi. And they manufacture um, movement and complication for Audemars Piguet, Richard Mille, and Cartier. <laughs> uh, so, you know, small brands, small, small movement brands, manufacturers. Yeah, just... <laughs> small things, right? <laughs> uh, so, after... Oh, uh, yeah, Dima? Just a quick question. As you were talking, I just went to the website and subscribed. But that's what I told you guys. I told you guys that. Remember yeah. a, a few months ago, I was like, guys, yeah. sign up to this. Trust me. It'll, it, uh, if you if you yeah. want to wear it and then flip it, you'll be fine because yeah. they're... I'll, I'll talk about that too uh, a little bit later on. Um, yeah. Did you lose your train of thought? Did we break you? 
Perfect. No, no, I was just, I was just well, inserting something, that, that's and, and, and that's cool your, because uh, I can, like, uh, I can always uh, cut that uh, up. Yeah, so uh, I guess you're done. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm done. Um, so uh, Andre Ferlane, after uh, working for all those brands, he decided to move from Switzerland to uh, California, as people do, and he, and then he, he became a, a watch design consultant. And uh, I was trying to find for who. Because on the website, it said for various major groups in mass production and online distribution. So for me, it sounded like a lot of those uh, watch that you can, uh, f- yeah. uh, you know, uh, straight to the customer. Do, yeah. do, do, do you do you want a, a, a design designer watch for 200 bucks? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> crap. <yeah. laughs> that's uh, something Brady, I think, those, those watches. I don't know. It felt a lot like that. But, you know, good for him see, if he was able to sell his consultant skills coming from those big watch uh, companies. And maybe that's why people were able to say that uh, you can get a designer watch for 200 bucks because there was Andrea Froline behind the design to some extent um, so while being in, in California he met with uh, Ahmad El Mari um, so this gentleman is a watch collector and artist from the Middle East uh, from my understanding when you start reading those things uh, he's rich that, that's what he does he's, he's rich <laughs> and he studied business in Australia so um, Mr. Mary, I've been a watch collector since his childhood his grandfather gave, gave him uh, an um, that's a speedmaster uh, the oceans uh, the goddammit Seamaster? Yes, Seamaster had a huge blank there. Thank <laughs> the, you. The ocean speedmaster. <laughs> <laughs> the water, <laughs> fruit, vegetable. The, 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 the one that can go into the, water. The, the swim, uh, swim master. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the swim version of it. Uh, when he was 14, and that's pretty much uh, started his whole uh, love for watchmaking. So uh, Barry has been uh, traveling aw- around the world, going from auction to auction, and buying pieces mainly for the story behind that. That's what it was driving him to... Um, having a new watches in his collection. So together they decided to start a company. They took both of their last names, saying that's a homage to both of their families because they both grew up in families uh, that loved watchmaking. And with that, they went like, onward, let's build a watch company. And the whole thing is they want to tell a story with every watch. So right now that the only line of watch they offer is the one with the uh, Mecha Quartz. And that's the uh, Seiko VK64 movement. So all the watches right now have the same movement and the reasoning behind that is the, that the story they're telling right now. The next uh, watch is going to be different movement. It's going to be different story. So yeah, and it's going to be more expensive is what I heard as well. Well, for sure, because those ones are really affordable. But it, they were, not anymore. Well, are and they really affordable? For Because the whole idea was say we want to give a really high quality watch yes. with a relatively affordable movement because that movement... That mecha quartz movement can be had in in watches that Anything. are that are half the price of this for Landmarie as well. This is still six hundred bucks for a quartz chronograph, right? Yeah, it's a six to eight hundred bucks depending on the version you get. U.S. right? Okay, so uh, Canadian. I had what uh, Canadian for me? I think, or maybe it's eight hundred Canadian. Yeah, eight hundred Canadian, six hundred U.S. Yeah, I would yeah, think. Yeah, Canadian, yeah, yeah. Um, so they think they <laughs> you're they, paying for the finish. Sh- Yeah, it's the finish, right? But uh, one thing they had too is they guaranteed that they're always accessible via social networks. So you can click on uh, Twitter, Instagram, all those things, and they'll will answer you. Uh, I'm quoting here: In order to develop the brand together, we are every day speaking with our customers to know their feeling and what they would like to see uh, as is an integral part of the process. So they really want to go within uh, what the customers want. Uh, they also have like a 150 people, call, they call them friends and families and collectors, that they run through their prototypes before showing them to the public also. So they kind of get like a, a test bench before even going public with something. So they really want to make sure that those watches are interesting and the people will like them. They're just doing something really for themselves. It's a bit democratic in that way. Uh, I, f- I find that interesting, right? It's like try to contact any big, any of those big brands. There's no way you can, right? And I know, Kevin, you right. recently, you were big on, I like to be able to talk to the guy who built my watch, right? To the designer, to the, the brand itself, right? Like Sartori yeah, right. Biard, you talk with the guy, <laughs> right? Yeah, so uh, for Lemarie, I have the same approach. Um, and with the customers and it's not because they do custom work it's mainly because they want to know what people want and that's right? you know and that's um, that's important because if you take for example people talk about the experience of going to wind up right for I've worn and wound mm-hmm. they go most of the brands it's all the fucking owner at the kiosk 
<laughs> he goes, oh yeah, me and my wife started this, da, da, da. we produce this yeah. many thousand watches a year, da, 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 da. and like, and we sell directly to customers. So here's your chance to look at them and put in an order if you want. But and th- that's that's a nice experience. And and I'll be honest, if you're not dealing with a crazy in-house movement, there's a good value proposition because you can get that serviced anywhere. If they, ah, oh, what happens if they go out of business? It doesn't matter. It's a fucking ETR, a Seiko mm-hmm. NH, blah blah blah. You know, like right. Yeah. So. With that in mind, with everything I said, they all their watches they built are limited in numbers, right? It's not a limited edition. It's just that the run they do, it's what they have. So And when they're done, that's, that's it. It will never be sold again. It says it clearly, right? Uh, yeah. And um so that's create a perfect, perfect like business model for crowdfunding. Right. So you can find them on Kickstarter, uh, uh Indiegogo and all those things. Uh so when they launch a new watch, you can pre-purchase it there. And as many purchases they have, it's as many as they're going to build. But when it's done, it's done. And the leftovers from that run, let's say, because if it's an uh, uneven number, they're going to go on their website, right? At quote-unquote full price. Uh, full price is like 15 to 20% more than what they sold on the crowdfunding platform. Uh, so that's a good way to uh, have those watches. And like Kevin was saying earlier, really good investment because right now, for something that was 800 Canadian, they they vary on Chrono 24 between 1500 to $4,000 Canadian. Um, and when you go on the Kickstarter, you can purchase up to five at a time. So when they do a new, so let's follow them. Maybe this is a good idea. Maybe the next time it comes out, we group and we, Uh, we, we all buy one together. Yeah. Each, well, each getting yeah. one and a full yeah. Memory. And the thing, the thing is I was looking on the, on the, on their Kickstarter. I'm following them on Kickstarter and on the website. Uh, it was 2000 US for five watches. Yeah, we don't need five, That's, but we get three, the three batch or yeah. the four batch. Yeah, yeah, but even, you get even five, even five it, is fine, right? Even you five. get five and you sell two and those, those, those three watches are free now. Yeah, <laughs> keep the three, right? <laughs> Jesus anyway, Christ, so, we just bought tickets to the Grand Prix and it's about that pricey shit. <laughs> like, yeah, sure, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we could have gotten uh, this watch, yeah. So, and something that Kevin was talking before the podcast and I wanted to uh, put out their Mr. Grave version uh, on their uh, at Mega Quartz uh, storyline Uh won the uh, re- revelation of the year at the Grand Prix de la Jury de Genève 2021. So they got the, the new best newcomer at uh, the 2021 um, so Oscar of people watches. People wonder, it's the Oscars, essentially that award yep. show, if anyone's wondering, the GPHG. Is, yeah. yeah, so the the watch spec, that line, that Mecha Quartz line, um, that's the line, they call it story. Quick spec, 38 millimeter case, 11 millimeter stick, 46 millimeters lug to lug, the stainless steel is the uh, 316L. It's a double dome sapphire crystal with five layers of anti-reflective coating inside and a top layer of anti-fingerprint coating on the outside. So that's like super, super no reflection. It's like negative reflection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if it's 50, water, uh, 50 meters water resistance, so it can go to the moon. It's a Seiko VK64. Uh, and Serviceable, easy, accurate, yeah. grab and go. So the pushers are engraved with the Tadistandi finish. Uh, the screw back is a decagonal uh, with some perlage finishing on, on inside and deep engraving on the outside. Uh, exterior is all circular brush and polished finish and the ends are domed and curved uh, to f- fit with that nice uh, dome, double dome crystal I was talking about earlier. So and it's a lot, not, about, it's a lot about those finishes. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, it's about the finish. But one thing that a lot of people... And take a look at these watches because if I'm not mistaken, I may be mistaken, but correct me if I'm wrong. There is no thinking. there is no ticking hand. There is the register once you activate the chrono- chronograph and then there's a 24-hour clock. So you never see the ticking. So the only time you'll activate to see the movement of the hands is when you activate the chronograph and then it's a mechanical sweep. But there is no... Yeah. There is no tick seeing regularly on the chronograph because there is that is removed from it and a lot of people that's very attractive because then you don't actually see that it's a quartz mm-hmm. yeah i didn't uh look i didn't uh saw that but yeah good good catch there yeah. uh but yeah so for mary i think it's a brand that we need to look into uh i'm on all their um waiting list right now uh but like you said kevin i'm pretty sure their next line aka story will um uh, be way more expensive but but you know what even if it's uh, double mo- most of those things were uh most of those things were really Really, uh, home run. All, all those designs they had for yeah. that design, uh, the Mister Gray one and the blue one, the last version they uh, they had with that line, really beautiful watches. And Definitely. perfect spec, perfect spec, thirty eight by eleven, perfect. So yeah, that was my uh, new to me, very and cool, hopefully people cool. can look into it. 
I, I, as you were talking, I went and signed up uh, for all six versions in the, in the waiting list. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they're coming out again, but we'll see what new. No. Um, no. The, the Netwatch is going to be a new design, right? And they're going to get multiple versions of that design within a year or two years. This one was over two years. Yeah. So waiting list on the website is when the new watch is going to come out. But when that's going to come fine. out, it's Kickstarter, right? You're going to get one. That's that's what's nice about that too, right? It's going to go, okay, Kickstarter is open for a month. So during that month, everyone who goes on it and put uh, cash down for it, we'll have one. You don't oh, need to fight keep people doing Kickstarter. But th- that's the thing, right? Because that's a good way of doing uh, having their, um, their the quantity of people who want it, right? Yeah, yeah. Is it is it is not so much a crowdfunding portion of it? I think it's just the quantity of orders. It's a good way of well, having it. Well, it also allows them to get the funding before they actually deliver the watch. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering if they're going to continue because I've heard of other ones they do. They do oh. Kickstarter to start the brand, and then they're kind of lay off because they can they can just produce right. And then oh, okay, maybe not. That but that was their approach for the first one. I yeah. felt it makes sense. Hopefully, they do another one. If they do, for- then that's great. And a lot of people will criticize it. Oh, why do you need money up front? How's your business running? A lot of people ask that. But sometimes they 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 it works out that way. Yeah. So, um, Kevin, do you want to go next? Yes, I'll go next. That's a very good brand for Lan Mari. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Yeah. My brand is called Ooks and Junior. It's O-C-H-S, und, U-N-D, Junior. What it means is basically Ox, German, and Junior. The reason why it's Ox, it's short for uh, an incredible watchmaker named Dr. Ludwig Oxlein. So, to understand this brand... I think you need to understand the technical design and watchmaking elements by Dr. Ludwig Oxlein. So, Dr. Oxlein is a watchmaker behind many, many incredible complications, movements by ETA and Salida, and specifically the time that he spent working at Ulysse Nardin. Within there, he discovered the Freak. He created the Freak, the Moonstruck the Trilogy of Time, the Perpetual GMT, and the Sonata. And even this week in the Highly Perspective uh, website, there's an article about his um, um, astronom- astronomical watch called, um, I believe it's this, it's not the Sonata, I'm not sure the name, but it, it goes into the depths of that uh, specific movement. Very complex. I don't know if you guys have ever heard, there's something called the Musée International d'Horologie, de, de, de the MIH, he was also the curator, and he managed that uh, specific. Um, he, he managed that museum as the master or watchmaker, um, and he did that for about fifteen years. And then he started a brand called Oxen Junior, which was which his brand. An interesting name. First thing you'll notice yeah. about it: it is always written in lowercase. It's meant to be funny. It was something that he came up with his family because he's starting it with his family. And to understand the timepieces, you have to be creative in how time is given to you as a watch. So we look at the, the watch to give us the time. But what makes makes a watch, a wristwatch interesting, I think, to anyone listening out there is everything gives you the time, sure. But it's not about that. It's about how the watch gives you the time, the beauty of the hands, the beauty of the indices, the beauty of the date, the, the way that the watch is proportioned, this sort of thing. And what this brand and if and what this brand does is that it creates watches that uses the most minimalist way and simple design, but also this is how they approach their complications. So what the brand does is is take a Swiss movement that's made by ETA, and then they also approach it by saying, if we're going to add a complication to this movement, what is the simplest way that we can add it? And this goes um, against normally how Swiss complications are made. So they'll literally outline the number of additional components to any one of their watches to add a given complication. So in the Swiss watch industry, rather than producing complications, which is what they try to do, the most complex possible, we got 500 pieces in this movement, et cetera, et cetera. They go the other way to the extreme simplification. And I'm not talking only about the design, but really the movement. So what he does is he won't add levers and he won't add springs. Normally he uses gears because he believes springs can wear out and they're too complicated. So what he does is just add different gears. On the website, you'll see the five in-house components that they added to their moon phase. And it's the most accurate moon phase on the market. It's not. It's a pretty penny. I don't even know how much it sells for, but let me, let me look it up again here. Their moon phase, moon phase is 8,000 francs. 8,000 Swiss francs. Website, yeah. 
So that watch added, literally, if you click on the website and you scroll down, you click on that watch and you scroll down, you'll literally see the five components that he added to create that moon phase. You see it, the, the five components. He outlines exactly which way they are. And that watch is the most precise moon phase on the market. And for every 3,478.2 years, it's off one day. <laughs> and he did that by adding those five components. Goddamn. His dates, months, annual calendars, three parts. GMT, he uses an analog solution by adding a cutout. Until recently, all of his watches, and we think we missed this brand, all of their watches are 100% customizable. You can choose the dial, mm. the hands, the, the color of them, the color of the disc for the seconds hands, the color of the disc in the, in the, that's, uh, that's behind the dial, the date, the, the dot itself, the case material. You can choose if you want uh, stainless steel, PVD, or even stain, uh, uh, sterling uh, silver. Eat your mm. heart out, Tudor. So these watches were 100% customizable and include, of course, the strap you can choose as well. And now they have non-customizable, more affordable lines to their watches. So you have one, the Seminata, I think I showed you, Carl, that has the days of the week. Yep. It's a very simple watch. So their team right now is composed of Ludwig Oxlein, who, like I was saying before, Manage the restoration, conservation, and the documentation of the Farnese clock, which is now in the Vatican Library. The construction of the famous Turler clock. He was a curator at the MIH, and uh, he is the, really the main designer. They also have um, Callie Pierce, who is in charge of the communications. They have an in-house watchmaker named Sandra Fluke, and their new CEO, Mark Birdhand, who replaced their old CEO, um, Beat Weinman. Um, so they are a small, true boutique atelier. They produce a little over, apparently, 100 watches a year. Maybe 130 is what I read. No more. Two a week? Two a week. The, the CEO was saying, it was it, the, the one who w was replaced recently beat one minute. He goes, I know every one of my customers. Every one of them. That's Person, That's it. They don't advertise. This is what they say. They don't advertise. There is no retailer. They sell direct to customers exclusively and directly. Their interface is so minimal that there's no logo. There's no lettering on the case anywhere, not even on the back. It doesn't even say Swiss made. And they only have the comical brand name on their watch strap, not even the case. In the collections, Oxen Jr., they're available in, there's astronomy, calendar, and time. Um, with the view of the stars, the astronomical collection with the day and night and moon phase aligns everyday life according to the natural cycles of the sun and moon. Day and night is reminiscent of the astrolab with the display of the highest, the uh, highest, the sun's highest altitude, sunrise and sunset. The calendar collection was Doctor Oxline's thirty-four year journey, where you'll see that he they outline every single component that he needed to add to give him the watch that he wanted to produce in the most minimal delay possible. So, the other piece that I think is also really interesting about this watch is that. The CEO was saying, he goes, just like our salad, we like to know where our salad comes from and buy organic wherever possible. They do the same. So some of their components come from a further place. The leather, for instance, is from Southern Germany and the dials are printed just north of the Swiss border. But everything else is in Switzerland. So if you actually go onto one of their watches, they'll show you, they'll say, we took a base ETA and we added these components to give you this complication. The case is uh, made by designed by by them and made in house. The crown is made is designed by Ludwig Oxlein, for example. Manufacturer is Pibior, uh, Switzerland, Glovelier. The buckle made in house. The watch strap handmade by Sabina Brager in Switzerland. The crystal is made by Steller in Lis, Switzerland. The Luminova is applied by a company in Chateau Lefon called Monico. Um, Every single piece, the crown, the loom, the, everything is outlined of where it's made by which atelier in Switzerland to make you a customized watch, unless you go for the non-customized ones. But everything mm -hmm. is made in Switzerland. And they don't even put Swiss made on the watch. So this watch comes, you can, it, it's, they're not cheap. <laughs> they're yeah, not cheap. No, they're not really cheap. Not. But they are really, truly unique. And I think I missed 
in the fully the customizable watches, right? That we had. Yeah. This was one of them. I think I really missed. Uh, we didn't we didn't speak to them, but they make really shame highly customized watches. Yeah. yeah. You, you know what? That um, that's why we do more than only one episode. It's because we can talk about <laughs> about yeah. the one that we forgot. Uh, so this they, this is a brand that has so much charm. It is so cool. It's so boutique. It is so unique, and it comes from a real amazing watch designer. So a lot of people go, "Who is the Doctor Ludwig Osline?" Anyone who knows watches or digs at it, the stuff he's created is incredible. You look at the new release now. They freak, for example. We were talking about that, Carl. That thing's insane. Mm-hmm. The whole movement is yeah. on the hands, right? It's just like, yeah. but incredible levels of sophistication. This guy, instead of giving you ultra Bauhaus minimalist looking watch, he goes. No, no, I'm giving you the ultimate minimal movement as well. Here are the five yeah. components that I've added that works this way. Boom. And that's it. It's insane. And every single piece is made in Switzerland. There's nothing like, oh, we assemble it here. None of that shit. Everything. And they're very transparent. Mm-hmm. And I like the way he says it's like a salad. You want to know where everything comes from. So that is my pick. I went with cool. Uxan Jr. Um, and they're on my short list. I really like that new uh, uh, GMT. I think it's 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 wonderful. The 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 watch itself is called the two time zones or the due ore. And, and uh, I'm looking right now. They have like a service tab on their website. Yeah, and they call it efficient service. And yeah. <laughs> there's they has the, the price of every parts for every type of movement. Yeah, and even the like full service for annual calendar is 650 Swiss franc. For a proportional calendar is eight hundred and fifty buck. Yeah, right. So yeah. that's the only thing I would be. And they tell you exactly what they're going to do: dismantle, clean, yeah. overhaul, yeah. reassemble, lubricate, yeah. regulate. Yeah. 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 That's the only thing I would be a bit scared with a watch like this. That's like so, yet simple but complex at the same time because it's like boutique to the yeah. moon, right? But but I think that the it depends if you're going to go for a perpetual calendar or an annual calendar. Here is six hundred and fifty. That's yeah. like that's that's um, I think reasonable, but mm-hmm. if you go for their other base ones, I'm sure it's not going to be that. I'm sure it's a it's like a no no for sure. I, I'm not talking about pricing. I'm just talking about uh, like if they change the business <laughs> by closing or something along those lines. Yeah. Right? Oh right. Yeah. I see what you mean. Yeah. But what he also said was everything is based on minimalism. They mm-hmm. actually discuss how they say you could take this and get this fixed by any watchmaker because the. Um, because it's it's simple enough. Now, if you need mm. another part, so, then they can supply that part. So, so if we if we could like resume them as a meme, it's like the meme that goes like more, more, but it's like less, less, <laughs> less. <it's> less. <laughs> How can you make it the least complex as possible? And you go, man, that's amazing. Yeah, you know, so. N- nice find, uh, Kevin. It's a really interesting. Yeah, I'm really, really into them recently. They're very cool, and uh, yeah. So that's my pick. Off to you. back to you, Carl. Uh, back to me, back to Dima. Uh, I, I don't you don't even introduce. Anymore? You just throw. You just immediately <laughs> introduce me. You yes, don't, I, 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 like, if a hosting no, no, job it, is this. No, no, yeah. efficiency. Like You're Dima is like end of transmission. Goodbye. Is like efficiency. Dima. Talk. <laughs> New transmission begin. <laughs> All right. Okay. So, uh, uh, kind of to continue talking about the watches that you know were new to us. Uh, something that I've heard about the brand before, obviously, and I'm sure you all have. For sure, Kevin has, and Carl, you too. Uh, but I just never kind of researched about it, never really talked about it. We never mentioned it, I think, before in our podcast. So I wanted to learn about them, and I and I and that's what I've used this opportunity to do. Uh, the brand is Ball Watch Company. It's an originally an American brand that started in 1891. And that brand is very famous for its connection to uh, North American railroads, which has had a huge impact on their history. So, you know, me also working in the railroad industry, they was like, oh, look, let's talk about the watches that uh, I made for my people. <laughs> you say that, but like you're, uh, you're a garbage man working for the uh, subway. Yeah. <laughs> I punch tickets on the metro station. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, this company was founded in 1891 by Webb C. Ball in Cleveland, Ohio. And it has had a major impact on American railroads and the development of the North American watch industry in general. Um Prior to the development of the train industry in North America, there was no real need for the development of precise timekeeping 
and uniform time between different communities in in it's Canada and US. Most cities and towns relied um, on the form of a local solar time, and usually was maintained by some by by basically a well-known clock in the in this, in the town. For example, let's say a church steeple, or maybe a clock at a jewelry store, which was used as a main <laughs> clock to, to kind of measure what time it is in the city. Or or like you look up in the air, you look at the sun, you go, nah, it's like well, eleven-ish. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure every little town that didn't have a church. Right or jewelry that was mm-hmm. that was kind of what they relied on. It's sunsets and sun, uh, sun sunrises, sunsets. That's pretty much it. But there was a reference clock because your your watches weren't reliable. Uh, yeah, but yeah. That, that was what you were saying. You were saying right that there's like different clocks as reference. Yeah, uh, but I was like, there's also like yes. probably the sun. Right, they just look up in the air and they go. Meh. Yeah, so it's noon. If, so like <laughs> so a, I think they were church. past that a little bit, but yeah, there was the reference <laughs> clock, the town clock. Yeah. Yeah, so a church clock would be, let's say, a reference point for everybody to, to measure the time, right? To kind of adjust their own. Uh, yeah, but you'd, you'd see that in the, even the movies, you're dong, and they're like, oh, and then they all adjust their yeah. watch. To, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it's noon, it's noon. <laughs> and uh, um, interestingly enough, and it's just kind of like, uh, you know, this is kind of like, this is actually taken a lot from the website, from the Ball Watch Company. They have a pretty good article about their history. Uh, but I also was, I was diving into a little bit of, let's say, the connection to the railroad industry in general. So following the end of the American Civil War in 1865, uh, the railroad system has grown gradually, reaching a significant size by early 1880s. Even by then, there was no uniform timekeeping and local communities kept their own time. Finally, in 1883, uh, the US and Canadian railroad industry has agreed to divide the nation into four time zones uh, and had adopted what is known today as standard time. Funny enough is that Standard Time uh, and the four time zones, uh, it was the American railroads that decided to create that and adopt it. It was done so before the public even did that to follow suit. But shortly after railroads decided to use that and they needed that for their own kind of communication to be able to make sure that the trains don't hit each other and to, 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 to have better scheduling... Uh, they did it first, and and the the rest of the North America followed. Uh, didn't didn't they do it because they 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 had a big crash? So I'm gonna get there. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, railroads were the first ones to start using time zones and standard time, and it was actually only officially adopted by the rest of the public, and uh, in eighteen in 1918, so right at the end of the First World War. Uh, the idea itself, uh, the idea itself. Sorry, Webb C. Ball himself was born in Fredericktown, Ohio, on October 6, eighteen forty-seven. By the time Standard Time was adopted and by the railroads in eighteen eighty-three, he was the first jeweler to use time signals. Uh, uh, so time signals are it's a, it's basically a telegraph that was used to send an advice uh, of different time zones uh, to tell them about a specific hour. So, for example, if you are in uh, in New York, you would send a you would send a telegraph message at, uh, let's say, 10 o'clock to Chicago. And when they receive it, at that time, they will be, let's say, 9 o'clock, right? Because it's one, one hour difference, different time zone. So they will sync it like that using electrical sync. Uh, they, will sync they will sync it like that using electrical signals through the telegraph at first. Um, so he was bringing an accurate time in Cleveland by then, by the time, uh, by the time railroads started to adopt uh, standard time. On July 1891, the general superintendent of the Lakeshore Lines appointed him as the chief inspector for the lines. His early inspection system was the beginning of the vast ball network, which would cover 75% of all railroads throughout the country and cover at least 175,000 miles of railroad. His system was also extended to Mexico and Canada. Now, on April 19, 1891, uh, the fast mail train known as train number four and it's funny because even to this day uh, in the states they have train numbers that refer to the train as a UPS train sorry USPS train United States Postal Service hmm. and we they do have train numbers so there's train number one number two that basically refers to trains priority uh, so uh, the train number four was coming west on Lakeshore in Michigan Southern Railroad in Kipton, Ohio, 
At Elyria, which is 25 miles outside of Cleveland, the engineer and the conductor of the accommodation, they were given orders to let the fast mail train pass them uh, at Kipton, the small station west of Oberlin. Uh, as the conductor uh, admitted afterwards, from the time the train left Elyria until it collided with the fast mail train, he did not take his watch out of his pocket. He said he was. Uh, he, he said that he was supposed to. The engineer would look at the uh, at the. F Sorry, I'll refer to start that sentence. He said that he supposed the engineer would look out of out for the fast mail train, but the engineer's watch stopped for four minutes and then began running again. Uh, so a little matter of life and death, which was he unaware of. That three minutes was the difference that created the crash. There were several stations between Elyria and Kipton, but the engineer pounded slowly along and in the belief that he had time to spare. So leaving Oberlin, the engineer is supposed to have had seven minutes before reaching the meeting point, but in reality, because of the watch stopping for four minutes, he only had three minutes to spare. So if the conductor looked at his own watch, he, he this could have prevented the accident, but because he didn't, the crash happened. The trains came together at Kipton, the fast mail train at full speed hit the other train, uh, unfortunately, both engineers of both trains were killed, and uh, dead bodies of nine clerks were taken um, taken out and thrown out of the trains. <laughs> it's like you know what? Another Monday in the far west. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's quite interesting exactly. because because right, it's such a like maybe again like I, I mentioned that I work for a railroad industry. There are so many uh, redundancies built in to make sure this kind of stuff doesn't happen today. Because imagine you have a train that takes like multiple kilometers to stop if it goes full speed, right? Well, it's here in so Canada, we had a huge... Dangerous. Uh, here in Canada, at Lake Megantic, we had a huge train well, accident a couple of years back. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with uh, the, the two Time trains. Timekeeping, I know, but like <laughs> still train accident, right? Yeah, and the, yeah. the whole thing, it was like all those redundancy safety yeah. like it, fell one after the other, yeah, right? That was, exactly. a, that was a whole... Deal exactly, and, and you're right. Like there was, there was still, there was still a lot of redundancies that were kind of built in that situation. But you know, those accidents only happen when every single one of those redundancies fails. Kind of mm -hmm. like an airplane, right? Uh, the when the crashes happen, it's like 15 different things had to go wrong at the same time. A lot has to go wrong. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So in the Mega Antiques example, it's the same situation, right? There was like four or five different things that had to break for yeah. it to not work, and that that's what happened. It was it's crazy. Um, I, for, for a plane, I thought you only had to put like your cellular on, like right. That's why they, they have a plane function, right? If you take a call, you crash, you die. That's the whole. Yeah. No. Listen, <laughs> if 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 not putting your phone into airplane mode was actually dangerous, <laughs> they would take your phones away before the flight. <laughs> so. Oh, okay. There's no. It's true. It's exactly. Not, I'm like, what do you think? Dangerous. It's, it's not dangerous. Like, oh no, well, guys, someone someone's using WhatsApp. We're gonna crash. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't think that's gonna happen. But even an airplane, it went, right? It you went have from like, WhatsApp to oh no. <laughs> I think uh, in an airplane, I think the, the autopilot system or the computer system on board has something like 10 different backup systems. So like the actual pilot won't even know that something is wrong until like the fourth one fails. Because yeah, it's, it's kind of like at this point, it's still too safe to, for him to even know, need to know it's, that, that something is wrong. It's it's pretty it's pretty impressive what they have nowadays. Yeah, back in the day, man, like you 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 get you, you sit inside of a metal canister with an engine and like okay go no no schedule no nothing just like hey let's hope that you uh you land safely somewhere else on the other side right same for trains, <laughs> but also the the traffic was a lot less back then so like you didn't have to worry about a train coming in every few minutes because this is what happens today on the tr on the on the tracks right. Especially if you yeah. look at a look at a busy network, it's like every ten minutes there's a train in in a different direction. I mean, uh, so that Kipton that Kipton disaster, which is a small town, promoted uh, the Lakeshore officers pro promoted the Lakeshore officials to enlist Web Seaball to investigate the time and watch conditions throughout the Lakeshore line, and develop an inspection system for the uh, for the implementation. His system was accepted on a wide scale and set a standard for the railroads. And I'm not going to get into detail about the types of the standards that he's created, but like, for example, one of the standards was that every single um, uh, railroad conductor or an engineer, locomotive engineer, would have to check and uh, check their watch against, let's say, a proper time every 30 minutes or something like right. that, right? And he, they will have to wind it to make sure it's always working. They will have to sync them every, every so often as well to make sure that everybody has the same time so that the, this kind of stuff doesn't happen. It's interesting that in general... 
uh, during that period of time, it became accepted that if somebody was to ask a railroad, railroad employee for time, they would generally receive a correct answer. So like instead of using a church steeple, you would ask somebody who works for the railroad and they will give you correct time. Interesting. Uh, so nowadays, mm -hmm. this was also like 100 years ago. Nowadays, a ball watch company still produces watches that are focused on engineering, precision, reliability, robustness, honoring the impact that it had on the development of North American railroads and timekeeping in general. Uh, they were originally from the States. Uh, now it's a Swiss company. They're producing Swiss-made watches, but they still kind of encompass everything to do with railroads. And if we look at their offerings today, they have many different collections and they all are around different professions. So they have multiple uh, engineer collections. I would say that they have engineer hydrocarbon, engineer two, engineer three, engineer master, they have train master, they have conductor, they have road master, and fireman. It's all different lines of watches, and they're different styles. I, I, I wanted to go through a few of them, just kind of to, to, to share some cool, I think, uh, some cool different watch types that they have. And speaking of robustness and like anti-magneticism, some of those watches you'll see are just so over-engineered that like, I, I'm, like, I'm falling in love. Like it's, it's the ultimate tool watch. I it's think the ultimate no nonsense. Well, I right. mean, it's not. They're not necessarily no nonsense because they don't look very minimalist. <laughs> yeah. But, but yes, anyway, it's, it's, it's like chaps. indestructible. Uh, I think one of the one of the more let's say classic ones. It's it's called the, it's the Train Master line. It's called Standard Time. So I think that watch kind of um, um, it's an homage or uh, it honors the origins of the company and the, the the impact that it had on the evolution of timekeeping in North America. Uh, it's a. Uh, it looks more of a. Well, it, it's uh, to me. It kind of they all look like field watches a little bit, but it's it's hard to it's hard really to classify them with a specific type. So the Trainmaster line standard time, it's a, uh, it's a it's a um, thirty nine point five millimeter automatic watch, ten point five millimeter thick. Some of the interesting things about it is that it's using a, a Ball RR1105-C caliber. It's based on the ETA 2895-2. It's chronometer certified, COSC. It's using uh, tritium tubes for uh, <laughs> on each of the hour markings. So, like, it just again, it's anything to make sure that you can always read time in any conditions. Uh, it also is uh, shock resistant to 5,000 Gs, which is insane to me. 5,000? Yes. It's insane to me. Uh, it's resistant no, but to that's, 30. That, but sorry, you're talking about the standard time. Yes. Okay. Because uh, Okay, I'll let you finish because I'll tell you in a second. Yeah. The, but there's another one that I was gonna, I'm going to talk about after another collection. Which one? I'm just well, curious. I'll, 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 uh, the, the other one that I want to talk about after yeah. is going to be the... Da -da -da -da, uh, the no, ball engineer one. hydrocarbon? No, exactly. Engineer hydrocarbon. Yeah, okay. Because I'm like, wait till you get to that. Because <laughs> I've one, seen that. It's yes. insane. That one is insane. But I'll get there. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the train master standard time, right? Just that. It's like, it's not necessarily a watch that you can take into uh, take it take for a dive, but it has everything else. It also has 4,800 amperes per meter of anti-magneticism, uh, it's an equivalent of 60 Gauss, which is a lot less than mil Gauss, right? Not a thousand. But it's still a lot more than any single situation involving magnets in your life. Yeah. So and this well, is so like you, more than, a lot more than you need. The mil the, the Gauss is what you work at CERN. That's the only pretty time much, maybe. Pretty much. That's the only applicable reason why you do that. Pretty much. So yeah. all that... And you know that watch also has an enamel dial. Like it's a pretty awesome offering, only for twenty five hundred US dollars. I think that's you know like that's, you get a lot of watch, and it, it looks good. It almost looks, I would say, like a dress watch. But, oh, the Trainmaster Standard Time. I think that's Canadian. I think it's like twenty five hundred Canadians. So it's even better. Well, probably, yeah. I, 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 I have a Sorry, USD here. USD. Okay, no, but check the link in there that I just sent on Noman watches. Yeah, because I was like, that's the one I love, and I think that's the one you were sharing. The train master uh, chronometer. Throwing curveballs at me, Kevin. Stop it. No. <laughs> Three curveballs. What is this curveball? <laughs> In the Lincoln teams, you'll see. Yeah, uh, yeah but I, I just went to their website. So maybe... maybe oh, the, okay, yeah, no, that's the one. That. And, and, yeah, yeah. But let me... Uh, so another one that I thought was very nice, and I, I'm going to get to the hydrocarbon in a sec, but the another one I thought was very nice, they have a, a line of dive watches, and it's called Engineer M 
uh, skin diver and, and do kind of like talk about like why do they have different names different styles uh, every single line of watches has something specific about it for example engineer three uh they the you go to the website they, they will describe exactly what they're like what what they stand out uh what makes them stand out from the other watches so uh, for example engineer three watches they carved from robust material rarely seen in watchmaking Use, they use carbide, bronze, and steel, a collection that represents a generation of exploration timepieces. Each model features an extreme anti-magnetic protection of 80,000 uh, amperes per meter, which is exactly 1,000 gauss, so it's a mil gauss, inside a streamlined case. That's Engineer 3. Engineer Skin Diver, it's, it's just that. It's honoring dive watches for the masses. It looks like a watch that you would buy from you know zodiac and uh, all of the companies that were starting b making dive watches in the 60s and in the 50s uh but it also has that crazy over-engineered aspect and robustness and utilitarian utilitarian kind of capability uh from the ball what ball is famous for you get the cost movement you get an 80 power 80 hour power reserve 300 water meter resistance same everything else as the 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 train master um not the train master sorry yeah, the chain master standard time, and the price of it I think is like three thousand dollars. Now, finally, the one that Kevin mentioned, I think is like the craziest watch you can find from yeah. from that brand. It's called engine. Uh, it's called Engineer Hydrocarbon. The it's from any brand, Dima. Actually, <laughs> yeah, I've seen it in person. That thing is a fucking. You thought my doxa could kill someone? That thing could kill someone. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to the website and you just leave, if you just read the the description of what that uh, collection stands for. So they're, they're built to handle the best of the worst. It's unrivaled innovation and impenetrable toughness. Include our patented triple folding buckle and extension system of our bracelets, special crown guard, ultimate truck pretension, and our most robust water resistance. With striking bezel designs and the cutting edge use of micro gas tubes, this collection is ready for any battlefield. This is like what they are, how they're selling their, their watches. Battlefield, that's... Uh... <laughs> no, you know, it's totally it's, it's it's totally overbuilt. Like it's, it's so much more than you need. It's like it's if it's like I think it's like seven thousand G's or something like that, or seventy five hundred G's that it can withstand. Yeah, <laughs> just uh, give me one second. I'm opening up the website. I'll tell you this. The and it's they're like yeah, they're like um, they're so, uh, they're engineered your carbon. It's just like it's a diver because so it's a crown guard. It's like anti magnetic. It has a GMT. It has a fucking uh, crazy amounts of G force for shock resistance, water resistance, chronometer certified. It's like insane. It's it's yeah. It's, you get a watch that's cost certified. As I'm I'm looking not I'm not looking at the at the chrono uh, the chronograph of the GMT version. So let's say the base hydrocarbon yeah, the original, version, right? right? Right. They call it original. <laughs> well, they they just call them like. Uh, just hydrocarbon. Like I'm, I'm okay, sure guys a link. Uh, okay, so I was looking, looking at hydrocarbon, and there's like one they call original at forty millimeters, yeah. right? It's a three thousand dollar US uh, diver watch. The one I'm looking for is a hydrocarbon submarine warfare. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What are the names? Good lord! They're so offensive. Yeah, but so look, American. <laughs> it's it weighs two hundred grams. It has a, a chronometer certified movement, forty two millimeter case, three hundred meter water resistance, a thousand gauss anti magnetism. Uh, uh, tritium tubes to eliminate at night. <laughs> Seventy-five hundred g's of shock resistance. Yeah. What the hell? Like, is this thing? This thing is gonna survive any apocalypse. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's literally called like "fuck you, Iraq." That's the name of the watch. It, it's, <laughs> wow. It's, <laughs> like, you guys watch like if you guys watch like. Uh, like all of the geology documentaries when they find like oh yeah. look at this thing from like the ancient Egyptians or Romans, it's like uh, two thousand years from now like the the new aliens of this world will be like hey look at this weird thing it's like oh my god what is that thing people used to wear it on their wrist and it's gonna be like in perfect condition exactly, <laughs> among, exactly. among the rubble uh, you, you know what that, that with the Nokia phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah the three ten and a bunch that of plastic bags think of like. Um, uh, that watch made me think of uh, Team America. Yeah, but like, like this over-engineered, and you know they make beautiful watches, beautiful, great quality, like, great, but they are. I've I've tried on ball watches, they are very over-engineered. They're just like you're like Jesus Christ, like and what, you know if you're someone you who is into to? that shit, if you're someone who's into that stuff, maybe like maybe this is this is the one watch you get. It could be. We honestly like hydrocarbon is very intense, but I just I, I guys I just sent you another link. It's that ball. Um, skin diver watch right 
It's yeah. like it's almost like it's it's kind of like a diver, like a hydrocarbon, but it's just a little bit less of everything, and it's not like yeah. r- ridiculously overbuilt. It looks very wearable. I think it looks very nice. Oh yeah, it looks, yeah. It looks like a Zin, and I absolutely love, I absolutely love their um, their hands. Yeah, well, they have a few that that are very like um, Rolex uh, Rolex Oyster Perpetual competitors, and some of their more subdued lines. I think it's their Engineer line. So it's a little bit uh, less um, robust, we'll say, yeah. or intense. Yeah. Their engineer lines are very nice. They had one which I think was, and they don't make it anymore. The Engineer Three Marvel Light Blue. This is a good one for two thousand bucks. This makes you think of a Rolex Oyster Perpetual. I'll put that in the chat. Yeah. And if ever you look it up, uh, I put the link right in there. Take a yeah. look at it. That looks just like an Oyster Perpetual option or a Datejust. Like they're gorgeous. And honestly, like I was looking at them, I would look at like let's say the Train Master, and you get like some standard. Well, standard, like most the most standard watch that they have, right? But because yeah. even them, even them, they have tritium tubes in there. So yeah, exactly. No, but check check the one I just put in. It's a two thousand bucks Canadian, right from Nomon Sunburst dial. You're looking at a a, a very a, you know traditional watch. It looks oh, like a AJ Rolex Oyster Perpetual. It, it, it yeah, it looks looks exactly like that. We're the forty millimeter in diameter. 13 millimeter stick. It really f- feels like our Air King or Milgoss, that one, right? And the prices are really affordable, not affordable, like comparably, comparing to other brands, right? Like they're easily, easily affordable. Like yeah. y- you can get it for 2,000 bucks. That uh, uh, that hydrocarbon watch is $3,000 US. Exactly. Like what are you, what can beat it in terms of specs? Nothing. I don't know. No. You know, and, and you know, there's one of my favorites watches you can find was the Magneto S. And that's from Ball. And what's so cool about that watch, the Magneto, uh, it had a spring lock and anti-magnetic shield. So the watch itself, this was so cool about the watch, the movement would be exposed in the back and when you were going to be entering a field, you could turn the bezel and it would do like a closure of the thing, like a door that in the spaceships, and it would cover the movement in the back. What? Like Like a camera shutter, right? Yes, a hundred percent. So it was called the Magneto S, and that was really cool. I suggest anyone look it up. That's a really cool. It's a spring lock magnetic uh, system to uh, to to. It is patented by them in order to to close the the actual watch itself. I would love to see them in person. Uh, yeah, because really nice. Like maybe I'll you know maybe I, like as usual, right? I started reading about them and I fell in love. So I need to. Uh, I'm now like wow. I really want to have a ball watch in my collection. Because it's just, it's so cool. Especially as a train guy. Train guy. I'm a train guy. That's my job. <laughs> You're a train uh, guy. I'm not sure what if do you I do? love... What do you do? Choo-choo, man. What's your job? Trains. Like, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you do? Trains. Magnets. <laughs> I, uh, like Charlie. Charlie and It's Always Sunny. Exactly. Uh, Milk so, steak. And I hate people's knees. So so check out the video I just sent you and then just fast forward right to one minute and like 40 seconds and you'll see exactly what I mean. And it's very cool. Send it to me on uh, on uh, WhatsApp because I no, can't open absolutely it on not. Teams. Do it on Teams. I, I, but I'm not able teams. to open it on Teams. Why not? Because I'm using that computer to to to, to, um, to use I, to I, run I Teams. Uh, neither, uh, neither uh, I will send it to you. It's okay. Thanks. And I, I, I tried opening it and it doesn't work. It doesn't, doesn't open the link for some no. reason. So yeah, they ball, do have a lot cool. of watches that kind of look like you said, like I would say, like even like an explorer, right? Yeah, the one I just sent the Marvel there. The oh, you can't see that. Send them as well. The Engineer Three Marvel uh, Light Blue reference there, uh, Carl. If you just send him that link as well. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Oh. It has like yeah. a camera camera shutter, right? Yeah, you just turn yeah. the bezel, and it'll show an uh, uh, it'll either go red or or white or black or some kind of color indicator to say it's closed. So you know if you're going into some fucking crazy magnetized environment, it shuts it. But that's a cool patented so technology. It's <laughs> so unnecessary. Everything <laughs> they do is overbuilt. There's fucking like, why'd you do this? Because I want to see the movement. I want to shut it when I need to. <laughs> super uh, intense. Super cool. Yeah. So I like ball. Yeah, I've been very interested in them because I like chrono- marine chronometers. Which is everything having to do with like how they manage using time for navigation on and boats, but also I think what's so important is how chronometry in watches also was so important in you know the train systems, which is also it's, something it's that people. Not, it's not don't, I actually had no idea that this was the case, and that yeah, um, and that the um, um, that railroads were the ones that introduced time zones. And yeah. they were apparently time zones were not even needed back then before, right? It's only until the transportation started to be 
moving from city to city, they needed uh, they had a need to synchronize times to make sure that they are on time and they're not colliding when they're moving trains, right? That is so cool. It kind of does make it sense. It is. Excellent. Cool, 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 cool. Cool, 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 cool. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So, so send uh, us your favorite picks from ball. Yeah, if and I was looking at, like. I, I was looking on Send the, us your uh, favorite group. balls. We want to know <laughs> which is your favorite ball. Which are the balls that you, what are the balls that you prefer to have on you and to, you know, wear? Are the balls too heavy or are they just right? What Uh, kind of balls do you show people? Are they, yeah, are they low hanging balls? You know? Yeah. I think it's late. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's late. No nonsense. That's just nonsense now. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, no. uh, but ball is really interesting. But I was looking at the uh, last thing, uh, the um, that hydro um, carbon one, the mm-hmm. what they they call the there's the original version that's really uh, submariner like. Uh, you can find them for like I send you a link uh, for two thousand seven hundred and twenty four dollars, brand new. Yeah, Canadian. Yeah, yeah. So that's a lot of watches for that money, like a lot. And there's a version of the hydrocarbon I've seen that. Um, that uh, is 36 millimeters for the person who has the smaller wrist. Mm. I've seen that as well. Cool. So those were brands that were um, new to us, or at least new uh, in the, like, we we'll start looking into them. I think we all add really interesting stuff, given with the, once again, bespoke, super niche, atelier, atelier high uh, five. boutique, uh, that only like five people in the super world know about. Super fun time, high five boutique. <laughs> super hey. fun time 2000 super um, happy fun time now <laughs> I, 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 I went with the uh, with for, uh, for Lane Marie that was uh, let's call it the accessible nice finished like design. surprise of the year surprise, surprise of, of the, the year. years yeah. uh, when uh, Grand Prix de Logerie uh, the revelation of the year and last year in 2021 and Dima with the balls uh, the balls that can survive the apocalypse <laughs> the balls that can uh, help trains and, and the watches. balls that <laughs> oh and watches and watches also <laughs> uh but yeah and something I, I like about um the ball watches they their loom a is like insane but b they have like all the colors and even on some watches there's like the rainbow loom that's really nice you know they should really cn should really link up with them i mean like you guys are giving out gifts i mean what's a two thousand dollar gift for someone who's been there for 20 years right get him a so, ball watch so it's you see it's, it's funny you say that but this year is going to be 10 years that i'm working i'm, I'm, I'm gonna get my they gift sh- there but uh the gift the gift you get to choose from whatever they offer right uh, what what is it normally me. do you know anyone what they what they yeah, offer yeah i know I, I mean there's a website i can go check it out it's available you can you, you can see exactly what it is there's not a lot to be honest you can get like a mm-hmm. like a jacket that has like a big logo of my company no naming any names <laughs> uh it's Pornhub. Uh, yeah, Pornhub. <laughs> my, my it's so big. The Pornhub. logo is so. <laughs> no, but um, uh, there's some stuff that's useful. But like, if it comes to watches, uh, I think the uh, I kind of looked at it quickly. I think it's within like a hundred bucks for a watch, right? It, it's not going to be more than that. Okay. Y- you you won't get a two thousand or three thousand dollar watch from a company unless you are like a senior VP. Yeah. And. And you will, and you, and then you will just go buy it yourself. Then <laughs> 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 you go, ew! What am I doing with this? I'll go buy myself a watch. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, guys, thank you. Next week, uh, I'm, I'm leaving, so I don't know what the next episode will be. But see you Ooh, next week, Kevin. We will see you next week. All right. Cheers. So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.